Welcome to the McKinnon Legal Podcast, your guide to brighter paths beyond challenging marriages. Here's your host, Christina McKinnon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2024. Happy New Year. Um, This year, we're talking about some good things that have been occurring over the last six months. In the state of Florida, uh, we enacted uh, July 1st of 2023, a Good Dad Act. It's actually um, enacted in the paternity statute and in the parenting statute of uh, the state of Florida. Uh, which makes some wonderful modifications and some changes uh, that automatically presumes an equal time sharing schedule uh, here today as my guest and I would say esteemed guest today is Dr. Bernard uh, Jennings, who will talk a little bit about uh, the history of this, the enactment of the uh, passage of the statute and his efforts around the country uh, to get this enacted in other states. Bernard? Welcome. Happy, happy New Year. Thank you for welcoming me on the program. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's it's going to be a great year. The year ended well for a lot, and it's going to be even better this year because finally fathers that have been outed from their children now have an opportunity to spend time with their family. So we're happy about that. Absolutely. And you know, my role as a family law practitioner, uh, marital and family law practitioner, this is uh, has been a hot topic for many, many years. Uh, dads, who did not have kids that were born uh, in the covering of a marriage uh, were treated disparately. There was an archaic law on the books. Uh, I believe in other states like Georgia, they call them um, illegitimate, right? Or legitimacy Mm -hmm. hearings. Here, Mm -hmm. the law sort of mirrored that, but we called them paternity cases. And these paternity cases basically said, if you have a child born out of the wet, out of wedlock, then the mother is the natural guardian of the child. And the dad has to file a case to get some legal rights. Now, what is the change? Well, the change now is that once the father uh, steps up, they call it, he steps up and his name is already on the birth certificate, then he doesn't have to go through the paternity hearings with the judge for the judge to give him his legal rights to his child. And before paternity just meant you have a financial responsibility. It didn't even give you uh, visitation and custody rights because you have to go back and refile and serve the mother. And if she's been ghost left to Georgia, North Carolina, Dubai, there's nothing you could do except six months go by. That's the new venue. So a lot of dads for years haven't seen their children. Right now, they're trying to figure out where their child is so they can spell time. So since July 1, so this new law says that when a father steps up, he is considered to be equal standing as the mother is when she when he goes to court. And the court should treat him as if he was married, though he's not. Mm-hmm. And with that, there's a trifecta. The judge, before she does anything, she has to come to the decision that what the visitation is, what the custody is, what the time sharing is prior to instilling child support, which is a great thing. because Right, absolutely. They both have equal rights to the child, then who has the child and who has to pay? Right. Absolutely. And what I see on my end um, in the courts is a lot of the cases that we had beforehand where there was a situation where there may have been an unequal distribution of time sharing. One was the majority time sharing parent and one was the minority time sharing parent. These fathers are coming back and getting their cases modified because of this new presumption. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just want for our listeners to understand that uh, the applicable statute in terms of 
what you need to sign, dads, if you're out there, dads, and you're not married to the mom. It's 742.10 Florida statutes. It talks about the affidavit that must be signed by both you and mom with two witnesses. Also, signing off on the birth certificate gets you this legal paternity stat uh, status. What Bernard referred to before was yeah. biological, right? <laughs> if you get a paternity test, that's biological paternity. We're not talking about that. We're talking about mm -hmm. legal status at being recognized as a person who has a right of access, a right to parent their child, right, Bernard? Absolutely. So okay. now going into court, the fact that you you establish your own paternity, once you, you are the birth certificate, that means your mother and you signed at the hospital at some point, that you're the father's acknowledge. Now the judge can fast track the case to, okay, let's get to you into mediation. Let's get you into co-parenting and get to the point where you can see your child as long as there's no nefarious allegations from either side about what's going on with the child. Okay. Well, Bernard, because our time is sort of limited uh, today in this podcast to sort of get out as much information as possible about mm -hmm. uh, what you're doing, uh, give us the name of your group, your efforts here in Florida, and then your efforts outside of Florida and what your intention is for this Good Dad Act um, to reach okay. the, the borders of the state of Florida. In, in a snapshot, what happened with me, um, the, my son's mother, you know, withdrew my son from school and I wasn't able to have access to him. So I wrote a proposal to the state legislature and it was accepted and passed both House and the Senate unanimously and the governor signed it into law. So with that being said, we formed a group called the Good Dad Act Committee through the Biscayne Gardens Chamber of Commerce. I am the president of the Biscayne Gardens Chamber of Commerce, so we created a committee, a standing committee. Now we have fathers from around the country, not only in Florida, but other states. We have team leaders in Arizona, uh, New York, Michigan, um, uh, Arkansas, uh, Texas, and U.S. Virgin Islands. And we've actually taken this same bill and mirrored it in those states, adding those fathers as now a proponent of the bill and contacted the state legislature in those states and submitted the bill so that it can go through the process in those states to become a law. We're going to do this with all 50 states. Hopefully we can do it by the end of the year or however long it takes. We're, in there. we're committed. We've already benefited from the law in the state of Florida. Fathers throughout the state now benefit from the law, but now we're going to try to make sure it's the law of the land because, you know, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody that has a problem like we've expressed in this program so far. And there's another bill that's very important, 1301, which is a time-sharing statute, which is we call the sister bill or the, the brother bill to this bill that gives, once the father does step up, then he gets 50% uh, time with the child with a presumption that the mother can rebut it. But there's really two things she'd have to say to rebut it, that he's been convicted of child molestation or convicted of domestic violence against the child. Because you can be a, a bad boyfriend, a bad girlfriend, because it goes both ways. But you're still entitled to father or parent or mother your child. And it's unfair that some people use the child as a weapon against one another because they're being bitter. And it doesn't have to be that way. The child deserves both parents. And that's what we're about. So it's called the Good Dad Act. You can go to gooddadact.com and learn more about it. Just Google Good Dad Act. Right. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you bring that up because, yes, there is a rebuttable presumption of equal time sharing under this new law. But the other thing for the practitioners on my side is we have to go through and analyze all of the factors now mm -hmm. in the statute. Before, we can sort of pick and choose. There are 20 factors in the statute as to what makes a good parenting plan, what's in the best interest of the child. And of mm -hmm. course, if there's an opposing counsel on the other side, we're both battling it out, showing that these factors are more so in our client's favor and the, asking the court to weigh them out. 
Now we have to analyze all 20 factors. And one of the factors in particular is um, sub M of 6113 uh, sub three um, sub letter M in the statute. I'm trying to visualize it as I'm talking Mm -hmm. to you. And that is the evidence of uh, domestic violence, verifiable domestic violence, either against the child or in the presence of the child, right? Mm-hmm. So um, those types of factors certainly weigh into whether a person is fit, whether a person has uh, substance abuse or alcohol abuse history, mm-hmm. things that would be detrimental to the child certainly would play a factor in someone not getting an equal time-sharing arrangement. Um, but a good lawyer, a good advocate for a client uh, would be able to, you know, point those out uh, and show that either number one, they're so remote that this person has rehabilitated themselves um, or number two, that they were never convicted of a crime and they were mere allegations. So there's the presence of a domestic violence case or allegation or even charge does not convict somebody for life. I've had cases where people have served their time on unrelated matters, no matter what the crime was, served their time, paid their debt to society and come back and petition for their children. And I think that every person deserves to be a father. It's one of the most fundamental rights that any person can have, man or woman, is to parent your child. Yeah, it's one of the, one of the inalienable, inalienable rights. Right. Well, um, well, I don't know about that. I would say fundamental. <laughs> When you had a loss of your child and you've been separated from your child without your will, then you going you go as deep as you can and thought of, gee, this is just not right. All right, come a little bit further, closer, closer to your uh, your when when it happens to you when you're in the position of your parent and you've ever had someone abscond with your child and just throw all these these um, false allegations and try to get a domestic violence charge against you. For, for just because, like it happened to me and so many of these fathers, we have this group that now we meet every Tuesday at 8 p.m. and we've done it for 30 meetings now. And we've had between 20 and 30 fathers each meeting. And they're all saying the same thing. If I had a hat with the story and pass it around, the people change. There's a little twist of what happened in the story, but it's all the same thing. And somehow mothers know to go file domestic violence charge against the father and they get a one-up in the custody arrangements. So it's, it's very hard to, to go through this it's, you know, it's, the worst thing is to be accused of something that you weren't even in, present in the same town when it happened or you weren't even there when it happened and you have to defend yourself. How do you prove something that never happened? It's very hard. So it's very hard for men and men don't talk about this. We don't have groups that we get together and talk about what happened with our ex. You know, it's like that's a taboo. We talk about sports, we talk about business, we talk about other things, but we're not talking about bad relationships. We're looking for the new relationship. So this, this group sort of lets men come together. And we actually have some women come on, some sisters, some grandmothers in support of their significant other who's had this issue to help walk them through, invite a great guest on, like you were a guest on our program last. And we even have a few judges have come on from different divisions to talk to the dads in a more relaxed setting so they don't have to be so intimidated by the bench and get to understand that, hey, these people that are involved in this process are real people. You can talk to them in real, real time and just try to be less emotional, less accusatory, less angry, and just get to the facts of the case. And that may help you move move along f- further in your litigation. Okay. In terms of marketing and promotions, like what are you doing, not outside of the state of Florida, but within the state of Florida to get this information um, out to more dads so that 
they are not alienated, further alienated mm -hmm. from their children. Well, you know, we're a not-for-profit, so we don't have a big purse string to be able to advertise and market, but we, we do have an Instagram post, instagram.com forward slash good dad act, and we have a Facebook at the same thing. And then we rack the fathers as they're on their own social media to post it out. We post every day to two memes from Instagram and Facebook to different places. And the word is spreading. More people are learning more about it. And each week we have uh, new fathers. Last week we had, I mean, last night we had a, at least five new dads that, that hadn't been on the program before. And the great thing is that we have dads that have been there for the 30 weeks religiously with us from the beginning coming every week. And when they can't come, they don't have to, but they're sending me messages saying, hey, I'm sorry I can't be here tonight, but I'll be here next week because I have something going on. So these are responsible good dads. We're not just trying to say we want any part of, any person who fathered a child to be in this process, but it's not just to be a father, but to be a daddy, to be a good dad. And there's a lot of good men out there that want time with their children. Unfortunately, when you're stepping up and saying you want your child, there's this opposition from the other side saying, no, we're going to give you a hard time. And that's what we need to get from deadbeat dad verbiage to the good dad. So that's why we're this good dad act across the nation. Okay. And last night in the meeting, and um, I let me know if I'm getting too personal, you shared a personal story about your situation, not mm -hmm. you know with your ex-wife, but you had another child that was taken from you, right? Right. It was, uh, I had a child with, with a young lady and we, we shared parental responsibilities, me primarily most of the time. And then when she found out I was getting engaged to be married to someone else, a week later, she popped up and tried to snatch the child away and took him out of private school that I had him in and withdrew him from school and was ghost, was off of social media. Her parents didn't know where she was anymore. Her friends didn't know where she was anymore. And I was like, okay, where's my son? I tried to get a hearing before the judge and I got the hearing. It was a Zoom hearing. And the judge disclosed it. There's nothing she could do for me. I had to serve her papers. So, Your Honor, she's she's moved. I don't know where she is. Well, sorry, Mr. Jennings, we can't do anything for you. Good luck. So that's what that drove me to write the proposal to the state legislature. I went through a couple of state representatives in the South Florida area that you know that they, they can only do six uh, six bills per session per legislature. So I had to walk around and figure out who could help. And Christopher Benjamin, a uh, Democrat out of Miami Gardens, he stepped up and said, "Let me take it on." A week later, he called me back and said that it, it went through the law committee. They, they accepted it. He was able to get the Speaker of the House to accept it. And then uh, Mr. Yarbrough, who's a state senator, a Republican out of Duval County, to accept it. And the rest is history. Went through six committees on both sides, the full House, the full Senate. And now it's law. Eight months later, it became law. So we're going to try to take that momentum across the country. We've met with a, a, a representative by the name of Melody Hernandez in Arizona. And she's going to take it through the Capitol with this assembly. They call it the assembly in, in Arizona. We've got it in Michigan and New York. We're going to go state to state. We're, we're looking for team leaders. So if you know anybody in another state that has an issue with child custody, mm -hmm. give, us, give us a call or go to the website, direct them to www.gooddadact.com. We'll dub them a team leader and help show them the process and how to get it done. And they can be part of the self-help. This is very therapeutic for a lot of dads because before... Mm -hmm. They have to pay an attorney and pay a lot of costs and they're stuck. They don't know what to do. But when you sort of take the bull by the horn and you're doing something, you see there's results from it. And it's actually working. It's very satisfying. It's going to help bring families together. We're so proud of what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you gave your um, email address or website address. Is there another way to contact you by phone? or yeah, is that they, can, they can call me at 786-486-7217. Uh, or if you even Google gooddadact.com, there's a lot of things that pop up that will have phone numbers for myself and some people from the chamber that you can speak to about it. 
Um, you can go to Biscayne Gardens Chamber of Commerce.com. That's BiscayneChamber.com. We actually have some other things. We have a partnership with Google through the chamber where we're offering dads an opportunity to get some certifications to increase their income so they can help take care of their family. A lot of dads you know, have issues with money because of the court costs and everything. So there's some uh, opportunities for them to get employment. There's actually through Google a, a web portal where there's jobs from all around the world that are on our site that they can actually apply for and work from home, making some good money to help with their responsibilities and being a good dad. Most good dads we find, they're just looking for a better way to do things and get it done and be good dads. And we're going to support that. So even if they prefer to be a homemaker, to be there for the kids, they can find remote jobs. They can find lots of resources that Mm -hmm. would help them in this increased responsibility if they are seeking equal time sharing with the mother. Is that correct? Right, right okay. there on the website at gooddadact.com, right on the website, you'll be able to see uh, on the tab various opportunities for dads to get some motivation. Uh, we're going to put some other services as we move forward and get other services so that dads are looking for other services they can go and log on to get parent counseling, uh, peer counseling, and things of that sort. Okay. All right. And are there any other ways that, um, you know, the listeners or the legal community um, and people in the legislature can help maybe financially or contribution wise? And where do they go to help in that way? Yeah. So you can go to gooddadact.com. Again, there's a GoFundMe that leads to that's there. It says, you know, donate and we're accepting contributions because, you know, to do this across the country is going to cost. We may have to do some traveling, a lot of phone calls, some mailing. And we want to put together some material that we can send out to other practitioners because counselors need to know what's going on with this bill. Um, school principals need to know. Police officers need to know so that when a father or a mother get into a disagreement about a child and they get a call from one party to the next, they know that, wait a minute, there's other options. You guys are arguing now, but there's other ways for you to work this out and go to this website or here's new information law Because, you know, every, like this past year, 200 laws were, were passed in the Florida legislature. How many do we all know about? We, you know, I know right. about three or four of them, five of them, but there's more right. that I don't know about. So it's up to the people who are involved in the process to help educate everyone else. All right. And, you know, I just find that your story is um, just amazing. Like you're somebody who had a personal situation. You happen to have the connections and the contacts. You knew certain representatives that, you know, mm-hmm. hey, we all know and love. He's a lawyer. He's mm-hmm. a community leader here in South Florida. But mm-hmm. he helped you push this through the House and get this bill uh, passed in both houses, actually, and the governor signed it. There may not be an analogous situation in another state. So this is why it's very important. And this is I'm posing this to the listeners. Very important that we fund these lobbying efforts. You didn't use a big lobbying firm to get this law passed, did you? No, no, we didn't. We just word of mouth. We got on the phone and made phone calls ourselves. And the good thing is that we have these dads around the country now that are that are part of our, our movement that they've agreed. Hey, once we get it into another state, we're going to get a script and have them calling from state to state to assist so that we can move across the country with this activity to get the law passed. So we have help, unlike before, and I never dreamt this would be, but God is good. He's uh, put me in place to do this, and I'm going to see it through to the end, all 50 states. Okay. He has raised you up for such a time as this. Bernard, thank you again. Can you give that website and telephone number one last time? Yes, it's uh, www.gooddadact.com. You can even Google that, Good Dad Act. And I want to thank you so much. My phone number is 786-486-7217. 
Thank you for inviting me in the program. And you're you're welcome to come back in our program and talk to them. They enjoyed talking to you. We were there for two hours last night, one of the longest. I, I know. When, when, when I uh, got off the podcast, everybody in my home was asleep. <laughs> it was after 2 o'clock last night. Okay. But you know what? I enjoy talking about what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, you know, this is certainly a calling um, from a very young age, if you can believe mm -hmm. that or not. But um, this is what I love to do. I love to, to fight for people. I love to um, make wrongs right. And uh, that's what I'm able to do as an advocate, as an attorney. And once again, I want to thank you so very much. Uh, I'll have you on probably a little bit later in the year to show the progress mm -hmm. and what you have done uh, in other states. And as this law evolves, hopefully we can get some more rights for dads. Um, yes. You know, still not equal, although these these standards are put in place, um, the way they are litigated or the way that they are interpreted and the, the actual findings that are made in court still have not leveled the play, playing field mm -hmm. for dads and for moms. It'll okay. take some time and we've actually submitted something else for next year, legislation to address false allegations and paternity fraud. So we can talk about that in another program after it moves yeah. forward. Yeah, you just came up with another subject matter for the podcast. So yes. wonderful. Okay, thank you again. And right. um, thank you listeners for uh, your faithful support and, and uh, viewership, listenership. Uh, and we'll see you next month on the McKinnon Legal Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the McKinnon Legal Podcast. Remember, there's always a path to a brighter, happier future. Stay tuned for more positive insights on troubled relationships and legal solutions. For more information, please visit McKinnon-Legal.com. That's M-C-K-I-N-N-O-N-Legal.com. Or call 877-920-1614.